ready for Rosh Hashanah as as Amitai. Tomorrow morning, Rosh 6 o'clock, boys. 6 o'clock in the morning we start, please. Mm. Hope we're almost ready for Rosh Hashanah. As Amitai is ready with the uh, shofar blowing, we should be as ready with our tshuva. Our learning should be, Mashallah, Ben. Ben Pinchas. is Neshama, Shadav Aliyah, the dear father. The... I want us to give a shout-out to David. It says in the Pasuk, right? So I behold, I put before you life and good, and death and bad. And it goes on to outline the mitzvos. And, uh, but it introduces it with the word re'eh, right? To see it. It uh, uses that expression because everything can be before you. But if you don't open your eyes... Right, you're not going to wreck it. It's not going to have any impact. You got to open your eyes and see. So I want to thank David because he saw that my daughter. I came into shul. I was a little bit late, so my daughter was in the back. She couldn't get in because the door was locked. So Baruch Hashem, David, uh, he realized uh, he was re- hey, He saw and he uh, rescued her from uh, the the maiden in distress, the damsel in distress. The uh, parsha tells us as the mitzvah of Hakel the second to last mitzvah in the Torah, and that is that every seven years, Am Yisrael would be called to a, a ceremony, a communal ceremony, which was to a certain ex- extent a little bit similar to Rosh Hashanah, and that it would be a coronation of, uh, uh, of God, or a celebration of our role as God's people. And every seven years we would become the king would be in the base Amigdash, in the temple courtyard, and everybody would be there, get gathered there. And that year, um, uh, for that Sukkot, uh, everybody had to come. Uh, normally you could have excuses why you couldn't come. The women weren't obligated to come up during the festivals directly. Um, but that every seventh year, everybody, men, women, and it mentions children. And the question is, the Gemara asks, Rashi cites it, that uh, the men come to learn. We know that. Right? They're going to hear the king. There's going to be great discussion of the mitzvot, all that the king is going to discuss in Sefer Devar. The women are going to listen. The Gemara asks them, what are the children doing there? So the Gemara answers, to give reward to those that bring them. And you're left to you're puzzled with the question, the reward for them that bring them, what, what are they doing there? Either they're learning or they're listening. If they're doing neither, then what's the point of them coming? So why doesn't it say they're listening like the women? So what does that mean? So, so what does that mean? Right, the reward of bringing them is that the reward for the parent for bringing them is to give the reward to the parent. What's the reward? The reward is, is that the child... Right, should the greatest reward every parent can tell you is is that the child should follow the footsteps that the, uh, the parent desires. And, but how are they following is is that they're going to see, right? They're going to see uh, the experience that that ex- that great experience of Am Yisrael coming together. That was the great experience that they should have. That all of the Jewish people come together. Right, and very often you don't know what's the experience that you're going to uh, remember. Well, what's going to be, uh, you know, what, what's going to do it for us? You know, sometimes uh, you, you go someplace, you take the kids somewhere, right? You go on a trip for yourself, 
right? You had expected it to be that the greatest part of the trip is going to be, uh, you know, visiting uh, one of the grand places. But very often it's, it's a seemingly uh, a strange experience. That's the one that everybody remembers. I, I remember once we went to um, uh, Disney, right? I mortgaged the house and I took the kids to Disney World. So uh, that was the second mortgage, right? I took the kids to Disney World. So I remember that the, uh, the last day was, uh, we only went for four day, five days to Florida, so four days you go to the park, right? So I, uh, we went to Epcot. So it was the last day of the trip and it was raining like only it can rain in Florida. And it was, it was not raining, it was pouring. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we're Jewish. You know, I already paid for the ticket and I uh, wasn't getting any rebate, any refund on it. It was a four day pass. And we were going to go. It didn't matter that it was raining. And uh, we were there. It was beyond. We were walking around like little puddles. Like uh, we, were the, we were like a little water bottle. And just walking around to, to, from place to place. Uh, when we got to, to the airport, because we were going from there straight to the airport. When we got to the airport, we were so wet that we had to change from head to toe. Right? Everything. Everything was fin- Finished. Finished. Right, so I can't tell you anything else about that trip. I have no idea where we stayed. I have no idea what we did. Right, nothing. The only thing I know is I remember being drenched to the bone. So sometimes you have an experience, right? Okay, I'm not saying that's a meaningful experience, but that you have an experience. That's what you remember. That that's what it's talking about over here. That the children are going to come to Yerushalayim. That it's going to be packed. All of the Jewish people are going to be packed. Now they didn't have uh, um, microphones. They didn't have speakers, right? How many people could fit in the temple courtyard? Eh, not everybody could fit, for sure not. Certainly you couldn't hear. But the answer is, is that you were there. It was one of those, you were there. They say over the same thing, Rabbi Hoffman, I think it is, if I remember correctly in his book, he writes that he, he went to hear the Chavetz Chaim in... Um, in uh, 20, I think it was in 23, he writes that uh, he went to the Chavetz Chaim and he came to the, uh, to Vienna, I think it was, and he was going to speak at the, uh, at the, at the, I think it was called the Aguda Convention at the time. And uh, now, he says, you know, you knew you weren't going to hear the Chavetz Chaim was old. It was very, very old. That's where they have that picture, that famous picture of the Chavetz Chaim walking that they just found a few years ago on CBS News. That, that was where, that was the conference. So we, uh, he said, you couldn't know he was going to hear the Chavetz Chaim, right? But you wanted to see the Chavetz Chaim. You were, go- you were going to see him. You were going to hear him. It was the experience, right? And what, you he- what we learn from these Pesukim is that sometimes in life, you have to create for yourself, for the family, experiences. Sometimes, sometimes it's experiential, right? Just, and that, 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 ha- that's, that has an impact and often a greater lasting impact than anything you're necessarily going to hear, right? And that, 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 that stays with the person. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky once said that at, at, at the Torah Masora conference uh, to the teachers that you should know that the Rashi that you teach, it's a critically important. The Gemara that you teach, critically important. But most likely what's going to last with the kids is the how you teach. It's the love that you, you show them. It's those stories, it's those experiences, it's, it's that extra degree of care that you give for them, that's going to stay 
um, with the student uh, forever. That's going to be that they remember, right? Uh, I mean, Rabbi Lorch could say much better than me, right? But I remember one time uh, when I was teaching, right? So I caught, I had one rule by the girl, I taught the girls mostly. Uh, I had one rule by the girls, you cannot cheat. MS is critical, truth is critical. Doesn't matter if you get a zero, you're gonna pass my, t- my class anyway, but you cannot cheat. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was one day that uh, I guess uh, this girl did not study, and uh, uh, and uh, so I gave the exam, I gave the test, and uh, she had a paper. I could see by looking down, I could see that she had a paper in her desk because she was looking, you know, uh, she was looking below her desk, not at her desk where the where the test was. So I realized that. Uh, so she realized. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I realized. And uh, the problem that I had is worse than <coughs> I realized, is she realized that I realized. So now I was in trouble. Because she realized that I realized that she, she was looking at the paper. So now I had a dilemma. So I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't want to, if I called her on it in front of everybody, she's going to be embarrassed if I took her paper away. On the other hand, um, she saw that I saw, so I, I was uh, a little bit in a catch, a bind, what to do. So I asked uh, Hashem for help. So then what I did is, is I went to the back, she was sitting in the back. So I walked, uh, I went to different desks, I walked around, I always walked around the classroom, that was standard for me. I, and I walked to the back, so when I got to her desk, uh, I uh, whispered, I says, you know, I prefer if the answers come from here than from uh, there. And then I walked away. And that was it. So that student remained uh, clo- remained close with me till today. Right, I didn't take away the bed to do nothing. Right, because the point was not the test. Was it a test? What's the difference that that's going to make? It doesn't matter. Right, she knew. Right, she got it. She got the message. She got the message. You know, you're from here. Yeah, be good. Right, and that's that's really is, is it's experiences, and that's what. But all of us, it's not just giving experiences to others. It's finding for ourselves experiences. Right, uh, people ask, why do you do slichas at night, last night? Why do we do it at 12.45? Right? I mean, come on, find a different time. This is crazy. But the answer is, is that it's one of the experiences you remember. Right, you know? Right, you know, it's one of those things you remember. You know, when you have to go on a flight from Israel at 12.55, right? right? When you leave Israel to come back to the United States, so the flight to San Francisco, I think it's 12.50, right? You don't have a problem, you know, that's what you do. Right, okay. So you do slichas at midnight too, you know, that's what you do. Right, and it gives, it's a certain experience that you have, right? All of these things. Shavuos by night. Why you stay up all night? You can learn better by day. You're right. It's an experience. Right, and that's what we should all be shopping for. Bezrat Hashem. Right, as we're trying to, to, to draw, um, build our closeness to God, build our closest to mitzvahs, one of the powerful ways Right is developing within ourselves experiences and looking for those experiences, right, and seeing how can we build on them. Hashem, right this week, right six o'clock, as Alan was saying, right, we're going to do it, right. Let's push ourselves, let's work ourselves, and Bizrat Hashem, right, we will reach the goal of becoming bigger and better Jews. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I should make a bracha. Thank you, Hashem. I'm not Sephardic. That's that's. Uh,